For all my local listeners in Dufferin County and the surrounding area, I want to let you know that Hannah from Town Fitness hosts Drills and Thrills at the Center Dufferin District High School running track. Speed workout sessions, lots of fun, great, uh, great work, great atmosphere. Check them out. Just go to townfitness.ca. You can see their complete calendar of events that they have. They also host Town Fitness Runners. It's free. You don't even have to be a member of Town Fitness to come out for a group run. Again, lots of fun. I highly recommend it. So yeah, go to townfitness.ca, talk to Hannah. She'll let you know all about it. And just so you know, Town Fitness has won back-to-back Best Fitness Center Reader's Choice Awards in 2019 and 2020, and I'm sure they're going to get it again in 2021. Thanks for listening. Let's get on to the show. And as we always say here at Trail Tales ARP, run wild. From the trails to the road to the track, if it's running, you'll find it right here on Trail Tales ARP. Wild. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Trail Tales, a running podcast. Sean Silbon with you here, and I have Eric Covesi on the other end. And Eric is getting ready for the Canadian Death Race, which is July 31st. Eric, welcome back to the show, man. Excited to talk to you about this big race. Awesome. Thanks for having me again. Absolutely, man. So last time you were on the show, we mentioned you were going to do uh, a bunch of different races and they were to get ready for or to earn points towards UTMB. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is one of those races? That's right. Yeah. This will get me points for the lottery. All right. Awesome. So for those of you who haven't heard of Canadian Death Race, it's hosted by Sinister Sports. Uh, We just had um, Mike McLean on who ran the Sinister 700 miler. Uh, The Canadian Death Race is a 125 kilometer race through the Canadian Rockies, uh, starting in Grand Cache, Alberta. And Eric, you'll be flying out there in a few days. That's right. Uh, Head out in just six days or so. So excited. Oh yeah. Awesome, buddy. So this race, you're going to be dealing with 17,000 feet of elevation. This race has been going on for quite some time, started in 2000, it looks like from what I'm reading here. So you tried this race a few years ago. That's right. Yes. uh, It didn't go so well, unfortunately. Okay. So if you can think back to that race, what kind of issues did you run into? Uh, Just many issues. I was under-trained, under-prepared. I had the wrong equipment. Uh, this year, I'm pretty fortunate to have a support crew. Last time, I didn't have a support crew with me. So this year, again, like I said, better equipment, better train. I have a support team. So hopefully all these things uh, help me make it to the finish line. Okay. Those are those are some pretty uh, important factors, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, you sound like me on the first race. Just go out and run and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think my main issue was I was um, kind of used to my desert races, like the self-supported ones where... So I went in with um, equipment ready to run 24 hours and carrying all my gear for 24 hours. Right. Um, this time I know now, you know, there are checkpoints where I can restock, you know, with my with my bags and whatnot. So I'll be carrying a lot less gear. And uh, last time it was just after my first um, self-supported desert race. So you look back to those again with like your rose-colored glasses being like, oh yeah, you know, it was so much fun. I was fine. And you really don't think about all the bad times you had. So the training leading up to it was, you know, all of me remembering that previous race. I'm like, oh yeah, no, it was so much fun. And, you know, I'll be fine not remembering all the hard times. So the training wasn't there either last time. Okay. Okay. 
How far did you make it last time? I made it just past the halfway mark. So I made it about 65K in. So I did two out of the three mountain summits. Okay. And then unfortunately, yeah, I just didn't make a time cut off. Okay. And then that was, that was the end of the race for you. So yeah. how, how did you approach your, your training this time around? Uh, this time I was definitely on more of a structured system. So again, we, I worked the eight day rotation. So I just had like an eight day training schedule, mm -hmm. uh, lots more elevation training this time. So I know I couldn't get out to the trails all the time. So uh, one day a week or one day in the rotation, I would always have the treadmill just cranked at maximum incline and do walking. And then I would try on a day off to kind of make it over to our little local ski hills and go up and down many times in a couple hours. Nice. So, so the elevation training and, and getting those, those muscles used to climbing, uh, was a big part of this, this training block for you. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, there's got uh, three mountain summits in this race. So want to try to be ready for those and, you know, try to cut off as much time as I can going up those hills. Do you recall in terms of the, of the summits, how much elevation each one has? Um, not, sorry, not offhand. I don't have the, the numbers in front of me. Uh, I know if you know Glen Eden, it's about the first hill is about 13 Glen Edens, but that's uh, all I can remember right now at the time, just because I remember going up and down the hill and being like, okay, the first mountain is 13 times up and down my training hill here. Oh my goodness. So when you were doing your hill training up the ski hill, did you run up that distance, the 13 times, or did you go more, or did you go less? As I worked my way up to like uh, my heaviest weeks, I did it more just because again, the, like I said, the 13 times is only the, the first mountain climb, but right. yeah. Yeah. So again, I just tried to squeeze in because of COVID you have to kind of pre-book time slots. So I had to get like a four hour time slot and I just do as much as I could in that four hours. Oh buddy. That sounds like fun. <laughs> you know what? It was nice to get out, out on the trails. And uh, a couple of times I had people either from work or my other friends come join me for a little bit too. And that always made it that much nicer. Oh, for sure. Having company there, I guess is, uh, is always good, right? Yeah. Oh, wow, man. So you have a you have a crew with you. Why don't you uh, give some props to your crew? Who's going to be supporting you this race? Uh, so again, I'm very lucky. Uh, both my parents, my mom and my dad are going to come out. They're going to crew me. Uh, my friend is running the race with me and his girlfriend is coming out and she's going to crew as well. So they got three of them. So my right now, my dad's planning on meeting me at all the checkpoints. I told him, you know, you might want some sleep in this 24 hours. So at least there's three of them so they can kind of rotate through if they want. Right. Okay. That's pretty good, man. I, I'm sure yeah. it's going to be nice to see some friendly faces at the checkpoints for you too, especially when you're, you're in those parts where you're kind of hurting a little bit. Yeah. And my dad has been to like, uh, I think three, three of my desert races as well. So he kind of knows what to expect. And yeah, it's nice pushing going, okay, you know what? I want to at least be, have a nice jog when I see my dad. So that pushes me to keep moving and keep jogging instead of just walking. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's going to be, that's going to be important for sure. So when you get, when you get over to Alberta, what's going to be your plan leading up to the race? So yeah, it's going to be kind of a quick trip for me. So yeah, I'll fly in just on the Friday. I'll get in Friday morning, uh, pick up my, my rental kind of had the four and a half hour drive out there. Kind of just try to stay hydrated, pick up a few last minute supplies while I'm there, do my racer check-in. Uh, have a nice big dinner, uh, do like a final briefing with my parents and uh, my friend's girlfriend, and then just try to get early to bed and hopefully get some sleep and not be too nervous. And then okay. after the race, probably just uh, head back home. I head back home again. Like my parents are making a longer vacation out of it. And yeah. I would like to say, because, you know, the Rockies are beautiful. However, 
the big thing to do in the Rockies is hike. And I don't think I'm going to want to hike much after the race. So <laughs> no, you'll have had your fill of the Rockies. I think by that yeah. point. Eh? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So it says here too, on their website that, uh, this Canadian death race, it's also, um, a qualifier for the Western States. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I think if you finish under 23 hours, you can uh, then qualify for Western States as well. Okay. Is, is that one of your maybe alternative goals while you're out there? Are you thinking about that at all? Uh, you know, it's going to be it, it was something I can keep in the back of my mind. Again, I don't know, right now the main goal is again, just the 24 hour cutoff, but if I can do it under 23, yeah, sure. That'd be great. Awesome, man. So there's some possibilities here for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Do you happen to know right now how many, uh, registrants they have for the race? Uh, I'm not sure. I know the last time I ran it for the solo, there was 200, about 250 of us Okay. and about 40% finish rate. So yeah, these races usually don't have a, a high finish rate. 40 actually sounds kind of high. Yeah. When so, you consider. Okay, yeah. You know, that's a bit of a depressing stat, but I'm like, okay, it's okay. Again, going in better trained. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you, uh, you did uh, pretty well with your training block this year. So let's, let's uh, talk a little bit more about your training. So how far back did you start your training? Cause we're, we're July 24th now. Yeah. So I've been probably training. I was training pretty hard, like since the hundred miler. And then I took um, a couple of the winter months, a little bit easier. Like I managed to get a little bit of snowboarding in, which is nice, but then come, come the start of the year, I buckled down and started going really hard and I'm, I think I'm just under 2000 kilometers right now for a year to date kilometers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'd say probably just at the start of the year is when I really started amping it up in more like goal specific training, like race specific training. Nice. And, um, did you have any hiccups during your training, uh, this year? Did you have any injuries or anything like that that kind of popped up on you or have you been pretty fortunate and feeling pretty I've been, I've been pretty fortunate. No, I've been uh, really lucky, actually. Like, the only real hiccups, again, you know, were just COVID-type things when either daycare closed or, if, like, my little guy was sick. And Yeah, I took uh, a couple, you know, I've had a couple days off here and there. Like, I uh, had one little cottage weekend as a nice little break getaway and, like, you know, one little cheat day here and there. But for the most part, I managed to stay pretty consistent with uh, both running and my cross-training schedule. Nice. Nice. That's pretty good, man. When you, when you were training, um, did you do a lot of outdoor running or was it a lot on the treadmill? Uh, mostly all exclusively treadmill, except for my uh, hill days. Like I wanted to get out a couple more on flat run trails, but uh, just again, it was hard to manage with the schedule. So it was mostly all, all treadmill running. Yeah. You know what though, man, that's going to be, um, I think a, a good thing for you because it's going to give you that mental toughness, man. Cause that treadmill yeah. is hard to stay on for those, those amounts of time, oh, but you're doing yeah. it. Eh? Yeah. And a few times I did my outdoor runs, they were so much easier than my time on the treadmill. So that also gave me a little bit of hope. So. Yeah. It, it, it is funny how running on the treadmill, I mean, mentally it's harder, but I think physically it's harder as well. I was reading an article not too long ago about it as, as to why it, it feels harder to run on the treadmill. And they're, kind of like the I guess the bounce back and stuff when you're on the treadmill if I recall they said something like you kind of lose that that spring yeah and uh it just makes it feel harder it's more physically taxing doing that so um yeah I did a lot of treadmill running this year as well and I felt when I got outside it was just it was a lot easier and yeah. clearly clearly more enjoyable <laughs> yeah 100% so yeah I am looking forward to you know getting out in the mountains having some nice views 
Are you going to be carrying anything on you uh, in case of uh, any wildlife encounters? Initially, they did like really recommend bear spray, but they did have an incident with a uh, competitor not, I think, I don't know if they had a malfunction with their bear spray, just didn't know how to use it. And that kind of um, exploded in their face. So uh, oh, no. just, yeah, just pretty much an emergency whistle for me, just in case I get into any trouble. And then okay. like an emergency blanket and like all my warm clothes as well. Yeah. Okay. Good idea. Um, yeah. I imagine you'll, you'll be having uh, some temperature changes when you get up to elevation, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, especially because the biggest mountain and the highest mountain you're going to hit just as, just as nightfall is happening. So I'll have like, you know, sweater and I'll always have a rain jacket with me and then, you know, two can mitts and ready to go. Okay. What kind of temperatures are you going to be expecting uh, at that point in the race? Uh, probably between like five and 10 degrees. I've been checking the, uh, the forecast daily. It's, it's still changing quite a bit, but uh, it's looking at like lows of eights and then highs of uh, mid twenties. So right now it's pretty good temperature wise. Yeah, it does sound sound like nice uh, temperatures for running, but I think you know when you're when you're also exhausted and dehydrated, um, it might yeah. not feel so nice, right? Yeah, yeah. What kind of headlamps are you running with? You got you got a primary and a backup, and have you changed yes. any of your gear? Uh so yeah, so one ultra I ran, I had an awful headlamp, and I ended up just bailing right early in the race because the race started at three in the morning. So I've definitely uh, upgraded my headlamps, like the Petzl brand. So I have that as my main with a spare battery for that. And then I forgot the brand of my backup one, but then I'll have a backup headlamp as well. Okay. What time of the day does this race start? Are you going to need your headlamp right at the beginning or? Uh, no, no. So it starts at eight in the morning. Oh, okay. okay. Like, yeah. Eight in the morning the next day. Okay. Perfect. So is your headlamp, I guess you're not going to have it with you. You can have it at a drop bag at one of the checkpoints yeah. or? Yeah. 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 So uh, checkpoint three is when I'll probably pick it up there just before the, the big mountain climb. Gotcha. Okay. That, that makes a lot of sense. Eh? Um, what, so Eric, let me ask, what types of things are you going to have on you while you're running uh, in between checkpoints? Um, so I got my running vest and a running belt. Uh, so I'm going to be carrying about a liter and a half of water kind of split between uh, the three little soft, uh, soft uh, bladders. And so I'll have a mix of just water and tailwind. Tailwind is also what they're going to be carrying at the aid stations. Okay. So that's just like a nice, it's kind of like Nuntabu, like electrolyte, but it's pretty high calorie, which is nice. Okay. And then, yeah, every 30 minutes, I'm going to try to take a gel in and then 30, or sorry, every hour I'm going to have a gel and then on the 30 minute mark and then on the hour mark, I'm going to just cut up some little pepperette sticks and have those. So I'm going to kind of alternate between salty and sweet. Yeah, that's pretty much it for like, it'll be nice not having to carry too, too much gear. Yeah, for sure, man. It's definitely going to lighten the load for you, especially compared yeah. to last time, it sounds like, eh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I would imagine then um, the things you're going to be using on the race um, is what you've been training with? Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, I got myself um, uh, the running vest, which is a nice zipper. It's very tight form fitting. So there's nothing like bouncing around on you and then a belt to carry other things as well. Nice. Uh, have you been through several different running vests to kind of find one that works for you or how I did have, you... yeah, that's yeah. kind of thing I've been through so many of and like, cause you go to the store, you try it on, you're like, yeah, this should be good. And then you bring it home, you run it a few times and you're like, no, I, I don't like this at all. So the yeah. brand I end up going with is uh, called naked and yeah, I'm, I love the running vest and the running belt. Nice, nice. And where do you purchase that? 
uh, on, uh, you can get it right off their store, but the store that I've been using, they're just kind of an online only store. It's a trail runner store. Okay. And that's, yeah, I've been buying most of, I always buy all my, uh, gels and been buying shoes, my headlamps have, yeah, they've always been good to me. So I've always just been going back to them. Nice. And did you find like, do they have sizing charts, uh, yep. online? Are they pretty true to what you normally wear for stuff or yeah. Do, yeah oh well they have like chest size like for the sizing chart so they want you to measure your chest and then you can pick the size that matches there okay and you, you didn't have any issues i guess you just measured and you got got yeah. it delivered and, and yeah. fit good sure did yeah oh that's awesome man so how about your feet what do you what are you going to be having on your feet for the race uh so i got the i'm going to at least start the race with the i'm not sure if you're familiar with the brand i think in Ginny socks in uh, so like yes sorry that's the one yeah yes 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 i know yeah. those socks i don't have them but i know them yeah yeah so i'll definitely be starting the race with uh with those and then i have uh trail running shoes from solomon uh and then obviously i'm gonna have uh, backup shoes and backup socks like i enjoy those socks but if i need to swap them out they're kind of time consuming to put them on because they're the little toe socks to prevent yeah. uh, blistering of your toes and they do yeah. work great but yeah trying to put on a pair if your feet are already wet and muddy will be a bit of a challenge so yeah. Definitely gonna have enough um, spare socks for pretty much each checkpoint because the course is very, very wet and muddy. <laughs> and they even talk about how like the um, area in between the first two mountain peaks, they call it Slugfest. And yeah, you can slide down pretty much on your bum with how muddy it is there. Yeah, um, so I got uh, one pair of shoes that are size nine and then I got a size, size uh, sorry, nine and a half as well in case my feet start to swell. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Um... I interviewed uh, Steve Kenny recently. He just did an end-to-end -end on the Bruce Trail, and uh, he ended up doing that as well. He had a he went up a size up on his shoes for the for the foot swelling and everything, and he yeah. ended up having to do that because because of uh, how much how much tighter his shoes felt after he kept you know kept going down the trail for so long, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a smart idea. Now, are your are your other shoes? Is it going to be the same model, or is it going to be a different type of shoe? Uh, they're a different model just because they're kind of like my backup pair. So I kind of just, uh, upgraded the model on them. So yeah, they're going to just be there. Like in case I need to change, they're just a bit heavier, but again, they're still a good running shoe. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully you're not going to have to end up needing them, but it's, it's definitely yeah. something you, you probably want to have when you're covering this type of distance. eh? Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of nice. I'm like, again, parents can just cart it between checkpoint to checkpoint for me. Oh man. So before we started recording, you said you're feeling a little bit nervous. What, uh, yeah. what are your biggest concerns right now? Uh, again, you know, just, uh, not making, not making the, the cutoff times. Cause again, the cutoff times are, are pretty tight for the first little bit. Uh, and again, just having the strength of my legs to, to keep going just cause I know, like I said, last time, um, when you, when you start leg three, which is the leg I, I didn't finish, like it's, pretty flat and runnable but like my legs just had zero strength after doing the two mountains yeah so yeah just hopefully you can uh, keep going and make up some time actually on leg three this time and you know i do have a lot of people like cheering me on and my parents have came all the way out there so you know i don't want to let them down i know oh, for, uh, for sure yeah a bunch of uh co-workers are going to be watching the race as it happens as well they actually just made me a very nice card and gave me a bunch of cookies so that was really nice of them Oh, that's, that's very sweet, man. Yeah. Um, is there, is there a link or something that anybody can watch the race on or how does that work? Uh, I'm not sure how the, uh, the live updating will work. If it's like a checkpoint to checkpoint, again, some races are 
pretty tech savvy. Other ones, not so much. Um, okay. Right now, the basic plan is though, it's just, I just had going to have a WhatsApp group and uh, my parents are going to kind of update the WhatsApp group as me and my friend go from checkpoint to checkpoint and kind of give updates that way. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's good yeah. stuff. I know for the, uh, for the Sinister 7, um, they did have a link up on their Facebook page where they were updating it um, in terms of the times and what stage each runner was in. Um, so I, I'd imagine they probably do something similar for this race as well. Yeah. So I definitely understand those concerns. You're kind of, you know, not, not necessarily fearful, but you're kind of worried you, you don't want to let people down who are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who are traveling all this way and rooting for you. But yeah. you know what, Eric? Yeah, I brought this up to my parents. Like, no, no, no. Like, just try to have fun. Enjoy it. doesn't matter how you do. You know, they're always been very supportive. Yeah, that's exactly what I was just going to say. I was going to say, I would imagine that regardless of the outcome, they're not, they won't be disappointed. Just, you know, to know that you're out there and you've put in all this time and effort training and you're going out there and you know, pushing your limits. It's something to be, to be proud of, um, for yourself and for them, right. And all your friends that are yeah. supporting you too. Yeah. The night before, man, what are you going to do? Are you going to, are you going to like carb up and have a big bowl of pasta? Are you just going to take it easy? What do you, what are you going to do uh, for that? Plan, yeah. So again, uh, either my parents or myself, as we're driving, we're probably going to just pick up some frozen lasagna, some garlic bread. And like I said, going to have a last kind of meeting with them. I've made a whole little binder with information about like checkpoint, kind of like what I need from them at each checkpoint or estimated times at each one. So kind of just going to go over one final review of all that information with them. Lots of pasta, lots of electrolyte water, and hopefully, hopefully an early bedtime. The, the time change there should help me get into bed early too, which is nice. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Then, that's, that's pretty yeah, good. Kind um, of have everything laid out, ready to go in the morning. And, Yep. Yeah. Are you going to, are you going to have your phone with you? Are you going to be able to communicate with the parents while you're out there? Like, I don't even know what the cell reception is probably going to yeah, be. I, I, don't, I don't know the cell reception. I'm going to have it again, you know, just in case of, of emergencies. I think it's a good idea to have it. Yeah. I would like to have Strava going, but I'm like, I don't think my battery will last that long. So I'll probably just keep it as a thing just in case of emergencies. Yeah. I think that's, that's a good plan. Eh? Yeah. So dude, like you're tapering. <laughs> how's, how's tapering been treating you? Oh, it's, it's, it's quite the change. It's quite the change. Let me tell you. I've been, it's been nice. Like, uh, it's been nice being able to get like a whole bunch of little housework and, you know, small little things done that I've been neglecting, but it's, it's crazy having so much time and like I work a seven thirty truck. So normally I would always run before that, but now I'm sleeping in to like six thirty before my day shift. It's a crazy yeah. feeling. And yeah, but still like a lot of, you like a lot of pent up energy. And then when I do start my, like, uh, my tapering runs, it is a weird feeling, you know, starting the run and being like, you know, my legs feel good. They don't feel tired from yesterday's workout. And, you know, I was doing like a lot of cross training with core work and like my, you know, even my arms. And as I'm running, I'm like, yeah, my core doesn't hurt. You know, my arms don't hurt during this run. It's crazy feeling. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And then you're probably like, you're done your run. You're like, I felt like I was just getting started. Yeah. Well, you know, um, just because it is a slower pace, like it does feel like kind of long, but I'm like, oh yeah, I still feel like I have so much energy, which you know, is what you're supposed to feeling. It's all good. But yeah, sometimes it just does feel like the kilometers are clicking away a little bit slower just because of the slower pace. And you're like, sure. you know, I could just crank up the speed a bit. I'm like, no, 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 no. Keep it nice, slow pace. You must resist the urge. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. But um, yeah, feeling antsy and stuff. And like, do you feel a little bit lost right now during the tape? You're just like, because yeah, no, you were, had this big routine and everything. And yeah. Yeah. So I am still on a little bit of a routine, but definitely like, definitely feel a little bit lost I me mean, like you know what should i be doing with myself and 
you know, you do feel that little bit of guilt being like, you know, oh, should be training. And like, you know, as I was running yesterday, I was just looking at my rowing machine. I'm like, oh, I think I can get a little rowing. And I'm like, no, 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 like, can't be doing that. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, leave the dust on there that that's collected. Yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> this. I'll be back on it soon enough. Oh, exactly, man. Exactly. Um, so you're flying out, um, and your parents are showing up later. Is your is your family coming with you as well? Like your uh, your son and your wife? Uh, no, no, they're gonna stay at home. Yeah. So my parents fly out on Monday. I'll give them a ride, and then I fly out on the Friday. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Well, that'll be good, man. Yeah, my little guy's just three, so it's still be a lot to get him on the plane and then do a four and a half hour drive with him and then try to get some sleep. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it sounds like, you know, you've really kind of focused on, on the climbs here, right? Cause you don't want to lose yeah. time on those. Um, so are you going to be um, utilizing poles when you're doing the climbs? Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah. And that's what I've been training with when I went out for my little um, ski hill up and downs using the poles and okay. I do enjoy them. I find them really good. And like I've been saying too, I've been doing some good cross training because after a few hours, they really do take a toll on your triceps as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll, I won't be running with the poles the whole race. Like I'll be, cause the first section's fairly flat. So then I'll pick up the uh, poles for section two and then probably keep them for the rest of the race then. Okay. Okay. Are they collapsible? Yeah. Yeah. And all my equipment does have like little loops as well that I can either put them in my belt or my vest does have a spot for them as well that they can slide into. So, you know, my partner Luch at work, he does cycling yeah. and everything. And, and he is so um, focused on the weight of equipment that he has on his bike, like his wheels and yeah. even the weight of his water bottle, man. Um, are you focused on that? Like, did you look at weight the weight of your poles when you're selecting them and your shoes and stuff, or you're just like, this kind of feels good. And I'll go with yeah. that. I'm a, I'd rather go with something that you know, feels good. And that's, you know, is uh, reliable. Like I've had poles in the past, like collapsible ones that would just, you put them in the mud and then you pick them up and then they went uncollapsed because of like, they got stuck in the mud and like, Oh, that was so aggravating. So I'm not so much concerned about weights as opposed to like uh, just the quality build of it. But a lot of times those things go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. But as, as far as like a lot of my equipment goes and like nutrition, I would much rather carry a bit of extra weight and, you know, have something I'm looking forward to, to eat and carry like a little bit extra weight, but, you know, enjoy, enjoy the food. Yeah, for sure. That makes like a, that makes sense, right? Yeah. Let me ask Eric, um, as far as the checkpoints are, how far apart are the checkpoints? Um, so the first one is 19 K again, mostly flat. Um, then the second one is 27 K after that. That's, um, <clears throat> sorry with uh, two mountain summits. Okay. And then I think it's 19 K again. And then uh, the next section is long with the big climb. I think that's 40, 43 or so, but there okay. is a, a drop bag and they do have like a little water station there. Not, not like a full aid station, but uh, yeah, so I do have a drop bag, but that's the longest section where I won't be able to see my crew. And then okay. the last leg is uh, just 22 K to the finish line then. So the the biggest gap, I guess, is just about a marathon distance that you're going to be. Yeah, yeah, with uh, the biggest biggest climb in there as well. Yeah. So with 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 that knowledge and that being said, did you kind of you kind of picked and choose what you were going to leave at each uh, aid station for yourself? 
Uh, pretty much. But the nice thing is, like I said, I can have uh, my parents pretty much carry certain things from aid station to aid station. Nice. So even though I can have a drop bag there, it's kind of nice that, you know, I don't need five different bottles of sunscreen or five different bottles of like bug repellent that they can just carry one with them and kind of give it to me as I need it there. Nice. Nice. And then, yeah, when you see them there, you can, you know, you can make adjustments if you need, right? Like, okay, yeah. bring, bring, you know, X, Y, and Z over to the next station. Cause I'm going to need it there instead or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also at the, at the last aid station would be nice that they can swap out my battery lamp for me so I can just sit down and eat and drink things. Yeah, exactly. So, um, how much time do you plan on spending when you're at the aid stations? I know like, you know, as things are happening, it can be different, but I'm sure yeah. you have a kind of like an idea as to how much time you're going to yeah, want to spend there. I would like to keep it, keep it uh, under 10 minutes. Like if I keep it around the five minute range, that would be great time to show up, um, refill the water bottles, reapply sunscreen bug spray. I got a little um, rub on called biogel, which is kind of just like an ice pack, but you can, it's good for your, your legs. Yep. Yeah. It's just kind of hard to find. Like it, it's, um, it's not a, like an NSAID, so it's not processed by your kidneys. It was kind of hard to find something like that. Cause again, your kidneys are already taking such a beating in this race. That it's not recommended for anything like that. Right. Right. Um, yeah. And then just kind of restock my gels, make sure that there's nothing else uh, serious going on and then uh, take off in the later aid stations. The goal is to kind of get some more real food in me as well. So my parents are going to go out and grab me uh, there's a and w in town. So they're going to grab me a burger for those aid stations. So those ones might be a little bit longer there. Just kind of yep. sit down, eat some actual food to help my stomach. So it's not just filled with gels and uh, tailwind. Yeah, for sure, buddy. <laughs> now, now here's a question. Are you going to get any root beer from A&W or is the, is the carbonation going to kind of hurt you? Uh, you know what, actually, so there's um, a soda drink called Tahiti Treat that I remember from my childhood. Oh, Tahiti Treat. I used yeah. to get that too. Oh my gosh, what a yeah. blast from the past. Yeah, so there was one little convenience store by my house for whatever reason carries it. So wow. I bought one of those for each checkpoint. So I'm going to pack those in my bag. and Yeah, I'll have one of those as a nice little treat. At each checkpoint. Oh man, I haven't thought of, I haven't heard Tahiti treat in years, man. Wow, what a blast for the past for sure. Yeah. And then the other thing I'm going to try to get down is um, just a little bit of an energy drink towards the later, the later aid stations. Yep. Because those also, again, I enjoy the taste of those as well. So hopefully they'll give me both a nice calorie boost and a little energy boost from the caffeine. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that's going to be good. You, you must be like, I'm getting excited just talking to you about this, man. You must, you must be, you must be pretty excited and ready to go. I'm sure like all your nervous energy and everything, that's all going to leave once you, once you put your first foot step on the ground, right? Yeah, after, after the race start time. yeah, but I know just like lining up at the start line, like looking around at the other people, like it always goes through my mind looking at people being like, you guys all look so much more fit than I do. Like, what am I doing here? But then, you know, as soon as the race starts, you start, you know, to enjoy it you know, you get, it's, it is just a beautiful scenic course as well. So you know, hopefully enjoy it all. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, do you have kind of an idea as to, you know, what kind of time you'd like to get on the course? You're not allowed to say anything under the cutoff. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Um, a 22 hours would be ideal for me just cause again, like a big part of my morale is knowing that I'm going to finish. Like uh, when I did the Ironman, um, as soon as I started the running portion, like looking at my watch, I'm like, oh, I have plenty of time. So that just kept me in a great mood the entire run. 
And like, as I finished like the first loop, the first half of the run, I'm like, I have six hours. Or I think I have probably more than that. Like to do a half marathon, I'm like, this is no problem, right? Whereas when you start getting close to cutoff time, that can really take a toll because you're like, why bother? You know, I'm not going to make it. You start getting yourself in a bad headspace. So like, if I always can have like a two hour buffer, like that would keep me in a great headspace, keep me motivated being like, you know what? I'm going to make it like, this is going to happen. I don't need to like kill myself, push myself. You know, we're going to make it. Yeah. How, how important is that a, to have that, that headspace, that positive headspace and, and just know that, you know what, it can take some of the pressure off now and, and just yeah. really, just really enjoy what's happening. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So like, if you don't have to worry about, you know, making cut off that just, you can run and enjoy stress-free. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's gotta be kind of a, a real nice feeling to have. Yeah. Oh, Eric, man, I'm, I'm so excited for you, buddy. I, I, I want to wish you all the best. And I want to ask you, um, once the race is over, when you get back and you have the energy, will you come back on and, uh, kind of give us a race report on how everything went for you? Of course. Of course. I'd love to. Oh, that would be awesome, dude. Cause, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. And when you're out there, if you have, you know, a spare second, try to get some pictures. Maybe when you're up at the top of the mountains, if you have your phone yeah. with you, that would be really cool to see something like that. And they do, I think, have a photographer at the top of the biggest climb. So I just have to make it there. Oh, perfect, buddy. And then they can take some photos of me for me. Perfect. Well, I'm I'm obviously cheering for you, Eric. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my eyes close on onto the Facebook page and onto the website and look for any updates that I can. And I'm gonna be looking forward to talking to you again after the race and see how everything went for you, my man. Awesome. Well, again, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, thanks for coming back on, Eric. Uh, always great to talk to you. Um, very excited for you, buddy. You've put in the work. I think you're going to have a great race. And uh, again, looking forward to talking to you after it's all said and done. And with that, Eric, run wild. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap on another great episode of Trail Tales ARP, a running podcast. Thanks so much, everybody, for your continued support and always listening to the show and, and investing your time and energy uh, with me here. Really do appreciate it. If you want more Trail Tales ARP or if you want to help support our show, uh, please subscribe to us on any podcast uh, player that you listen to. Leave us a review, rate us, follow us on Instagram. Uh, send the show an email, trailtalesarp at gmail.com. And tell your friends, we'd really appreciate it. Run wild, everybody. We'll catch you next week.